say it better than first service. This is God's word. Not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you today for these singles. And I pray, Lord, that what you want to say to them, their spiritual ears will be open. Their minds will be ready to receive. And I thank you for shifting in a great way their hearts and their mindsets for your kingdom. Holy Spirit, take what I say and somehow translate it in a way that it will fit every person, that no one will leave this place spiritually unfed. And I thank you for great things taking place in the lives of these singles. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Tell Dennis I need that money. He'll know what it is. I need that money. Yes. So we're doing something for the first time in the month of February. We're actually separating our Sunday morning services by relationship status. And so our first service at 9 o'clock was for married people. And this service right here is actually for singles. Now, you may say, well, Pastor Evan, I didn't know that, and I'm married, and I'm sitting in here with these singles. Just sit here because you will thank God that you're married. (laughs) FYI, for those of you who are new viewers or if you are a new attender, uh, we normally separate our services like this in October. But since February is the love month, I thought it would be great to do it this month. So what I'm going to do, because today's message is going to start out real strong. Typically, I like to just give y'all a little candy up front so you'll come back. And then the next week, I might give you some ice cream. And then the next week, I throw something at you real hard. Well, this was going to be real hard right here. Touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, get get ready. So I'm sticking with the theme. Our theme for the year is a year of divine stewardship. And so our message title today, and if you need a copy of the notes, raise your hand. Our ushers will give you some. Raise them real high, and then once you get them, you can put your hand down. If you're watching, there should be some type of link that you can click to get a hold of the notes. But the message title today is Stewarding Your Desires. Stewarding Your Desires. The word steward means manage, managing. So we could say managing your desires. And the goal of the message today is to help singles to properly manage their desires so they can, they can develop and maintain healthy desires. There's nothing wrong with desires, but there's something seriously wrong with unhealthy desires. Say amen to that. So I'm going to give you a take-home statement right up front. Here we go. Let's just jump right into it. Your desires determine what you require. 
I'm going to say that again. Your desires determine what you acquire. In other words, what you get comes from what you want. Everybody say, what I get comes from what I want. And if your wants are bad, your life can become bad. So what sparked, and here's what I'm going to do. The first part of the lesson, probably the 10 minutes, I'm going to explain to you why I'm teaching this particular lesson. What sparked it is I personally witnessed when I was single for a short season, I witnessed something that uh, I'm seeing in the life of somebody else right now. Now, most of you don't know what I'm about to say, and you all know that I'm a pretty transparent person. So some of this information that I'm going to give you, you didn't know. But during my short season of being single, it was interesting because I experienced being stalked. Look at your neighbor and say, was it you? Was it you? How many didn't know that? Raise your hand. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. You didn't know that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I experienced being stalked by women. Let me make that very clear. (laughs) Women. Okay. I received calls and text messages from burner phones. How many know what a burner phone is? Raise your hand. Oh. It's on video now. No, a burner phone, for those of you who don't know it, are phones that people get that are like temporary phones and they people use them and then once the minutes or whatever, it's almost like a disposable phone, right? They can throw the evidence away. And what they would do is that they would get a hold of my number and they would they would call the number and I'm not answering the call because I don't know the number. And when they heard the voicemail, they knew it was my voice and then they started texting me. So I got stalked. I, I got calls and texts from burner phones. And, uh, and I was being told by women that God told them to move here just for me. I had women to tell me that God told them that I was their husband. Here's the interesting thing. God did not share that information with me. Now, here's my question. If they believe that God told them this about me, can we now see that what they believe that they heard was wrong? Because I'm not married to them. So here's the question. Whose voice did they hear? Now, here's what's interesting. It's going to get deeper. Touch your neighbor and say, it's getting ready to get deeper. I also see this activity happening to someone that I know at a whole nother level. It's so bad that First Lady and I are receiving messages from women all over the place about this individual. And they're claiming that this individual is their husband because God told them that. Everybody say, hmm. In many cases, God, quote unquote, supposedly have told them to reach out to me. To make the arrangements to connect them because I'm his pastor. Just to give you an example. Here's a small portion of an email that I've received from one of these individuals. 
I have receipts. <laughs> Pastor Evan, this is someone writing to me. Pastor Evan, the reason why I'm writing to you is because you are so-and-so's pastor. Thank God, she's talking about so-and-so now. Thank God for his obedience because I understood that it is only recently that he understood the importance of having a local church and being under spiritual protection and the authority of a pastor. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be taking my time writing this letter to you. I understand that so-and-so went through a heartbreak recently. I have to honestly admit that I wasn't sorry for him. Because I claim to be his future wifey. I still haven't said no names. <laughs> I'm just reading the letter. I, this person said, I actually thank the lady for releasing him. I live all the way. I'm not even going to say the country. I sent several DMs to so-and-so, and he replied. I was like, wow, can you believe that? I do understand, though, as I guess, I'm not the only one to be interested in him. You're not. <laughs> the difference is, watch this, that as far as I'm concerned, I am way more interested in accomplishing his mission as it is the same one that God has placed in my heart. I know for a certain that I am the one who God will use to help multiply with him, help him participate in fulfilling his vision for kingdom projects. I know for a fact that a vision can't be fulfilled without God, and he gave so-and-so and I the same vision. Let me give you another one. But this one is personal. This Someone came to me. So uh, uh, this was last year. I, I was at a local IHOP. When I was approached by a lady, long story short, she was a part of this organization called AIM, which my pastor has, and it's, a, it's an association for ministers. And so this lady recognized me from being in that organization, and so she comes up to me, and uh, she says, hey, uh, Pastor Evan, uh, you don't know me, and so she says, I'm in AIM, and I was like, oh, okay, and so uh, long story short, we chatted a little while I was waiting on, on, on my food. And uh, I learned that she was divorced and that she was trusting God with where she was in her life at that time, blah, blah, blah. So, long story short, I was in Houston last October, and I preached at my pastor's conference. After I got done, you know, just a few people came up to the altar, and uh, they connected with the message, and so they came to talk to me about it. And, and so this lady was one of them, but I didn't recognize her when she walked up. So she reminded me of who she was, and then she says, Pastor Evan, and she got real close to me, and she says, can I talk to you about something personal? And I thought, well, we're talking, aren't we? And so she says, uh, uh, my husband attends your church. I said, oh, okay, really? I said, what, what's his name? And she gives me the name of this individual named so-and-so right now. 
And I, because she was very hesitant when she did, and I thought, okay, this conversation is going to kind of go left. And so when she told me her husband's name, and it was so-and-so, I said, I knew so-and-so wasn't married. I looked at this lady, I said, don't do that. I said, don't do that. She had claimed this individual as her husband. Listen, church, because she believed God told her this. So what's my point in sharing this? It's to show you that multiple women have told, have been told by God that they are one individual's wife. My question is, question is, Will I ever leave you? The answer is no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying to lighten it up because we're getting ready to get heavy. That's why I'm doing that. I want you to know that. Here's the question. Does God want this individual to have more than one wife? Here's another question. Did God really tell them this? I mean, if God did, then why is God telling multiple women the same thing about one man? Does God believe in polygamy? Well, let me give you the answer to that question. It can't be God telling these women this. So my question today, today is, if God is not telling them this, whose voice are they hearing? Which leads me to my first point today. Are y'all ready? Here's the first point today, and that is voice determines your choice. I'll say it like this. Voices determine your choices. Everybody say voices, voices. determine your choices. So I'm going to jump into John chapter 10, verse 27. And this is Jesus talking about his sheep. Now, why am I talking about this? Because I believe... It is so easy for single people to hear things they're not supposed to be hearing. This doesn't just apply to women. This can apply to men as well. So listen to what Jesus said. He said, my sheep, whose sheep are they? Jesus' sheep. He says, my sheep hear my voice. And then he says, and... These sheep that know my voice, he says, I know them, and they what? Follow me. Now, the word hear there in that verse means come to know. So what Jesus is saying is, my sheep come to know my voice, which means that you may not know his voice accurately right now, but if you spend enough time with him, you will come to know his voice. He said, my sheep come to know my boys and I know them. Look now in John chapter 10. We're going to go all the way back up to verse 1 now. This is Jesus talking again. And he says, verily, verily, that means truly, truly, I say unto you, Jesus says, he that enters not or does not come in by the door into the sheepfold, but they climb up some other way, that person is a thief and a robber. He says, but the person that enters in by the door, which by the way, Jesus is the door. 
He said, that person that enters in by the door, he is the what, church? He's the shepherd of the sheep. That's Jesus. Watch verse 3. To him, the porter opens and the sheep do what, church? Hear his voice. That's that word, come to know. His sheep hear his voice. They come to know his voice. And he calls his own sheep by their name. Stop right there. Jesus knows your name. It doesn't matter. Watch this, church. If nobody else knows your name, you have to be confident of the fact that Jesus knows your name. Now, if you want to take that at another level, if you are single and you want to get married, if who you want to marry is a sheep in the sheepfold, Jesus knows their name too. He says, my sheep, hear my voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. And watch what happened. He leads those sheep out. Now, I want you to see something. They don't lead him. He leads them. And when he puts forth his own sheep, he goes before them. Notice now. And it says, and the sheep follow him. So sheep should be led by the shepherd. Say amen to that. For they know, that's a different word now, his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but flee from the stranger, for they know not the voice of the stranger. And let me say this. If it's a stranger, that means the voice is strange. Which means now, maybe those women were hearing a strange voice. Notice it says now, that word know, he says they know his voice. That word know means to be aware of, to perceive to understand, watch this, and to be sure of. So what Jesus was saying is, my sheep, they go, I go before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know, they are aware of, they perceive, they understand, and they are sure of his voice. So let me say this as single people. When you have desires as a single person, especially in the area of relationships, you need to know without a doubt God's voice or you're going to follow a strange voice. Now, let me just give you a side note. Everybody say side note. You know how you have a side chick or a side, what do they call guys? What do they call him? What do they call side guys? What do they call them? Who? Side piece? Oh, okay. Wow. Side peace. Okay. Well, this is a side note. When it comes to sheep, let me ask you a question. How many are sheep? If Jesus is your shepherd, then you are a sheep. How many sheep belong to Jesus? All right. So when it comes to sheep, the primary voice you should take heed to and listen to is your shepherd. Now, I'm not just talking about Jesus, who's the, the, the lead shepherd. But God will put a shepherd in your life called a pastor. So here's my question. Why do you trust the voice of some random prophet over the voice of your shepherd? Amen. I see people today, especially prophetic people. Or should I say pathetic people? 
I ain't hating on prophetic people because I can be prophetic. But, but, but you know, I see people today being led by prophetic voices, but they're not even being led by their own shepherd. They believe some man on Facebook, some man on Instagram who, who claim to be a prophet and they're telling them stuff and, and, and getting them to do stuff and they won't even volunteer in their own church. Amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 because I want to show you something about this knowing that you and I should have. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. And let me just, let me just throw in a story real quick. This is when I was single and I was 27, right? I lived in Ohio. I used to live with a lady named Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson was like my grandmother. So I lived with Miss Johnson for five years. In year number four, now you have to understand, Miss Johnson lived on a corner house. And so the street that Miss Johnson's house was on, it was a long street. Half of the street at the top was a two-way. You can go this way and this way. But the other half was a one-way. So when I left Miss Johnson's house, I never went up because it's a one-way. So long story short, you're going to see the same people coming down the street because it's a one-way from one part of the street. So long story short, I'm outside washing my car. I had a 300ZX turbo with T-tops in it with two 12-inch woofers. Yeah, you, you heard me before you saw me. So anyway, I'm outside washing my car. Two girls drive by in a car. I look up. They speak to me. Hey, how you doing? I just waved. How you doing? And they left. And the Holy Spirit said, distraction. I said, they're not a distraction. I didn't stop them. I didn't give them my phone number. I didn't ask for their phone number. He said, distraction. I said, okay. Next thing you know, they looped back around and came back again. This time they stopped. Hey, how you doing? And spoke and everything. I introduced myself. They gave me your name, my name, and all this kind of stuff. And as soon as they left, the Holy Spirit said, distraction. I said, I didn't give them my phone number. I didn't take their phone number. Distraction. Next day, this was back in the day, young people, when they had phone books. A phone book is a big, fat book that had everybody's name, address, and phone number in it. And because they knew I lived with Miss Johnson, they just looked Miss Johnson up, and the phone ring at the house. A landline. I know you don't know what that is. That's a phone that's in the house that's connected to a wire that goes to the wall. <laughs> phone rings. Miss Johnson says, Eben, telephone. I'm thinking, who knows I live here? Only my mama know I live with Miss Johnson. My mama and my daddy, that's all. Guess who's on the phone? Old girl. <laughs> Miss Distraction. And see, here's the problem because, see, the devil knows your type. See, you don't understand. The devil has a Netflix account on you. You know how Netflix is? If you watch enough of the same kind of movies, when those movies come out, they recommend those movies to you. See, the devil has a Netflix account on you, and he knows what your type is. 
not realizing that if you're not sensitive to the Spirit of God, that's a distraction. And even though she was my type, she was a distraction. But I started talking to that distraction. I went out with that distraction a couple of times. But see, at that time, I'm like, I'm not going to waste my mind, my money, and my my emotions on a distraction. That's just my attitude. So all she got was two dates out of me. And then I realized, I was like, you know what? Hold up. You know, uh, you know, I used to travel on business and stuff. So I said, you know what? Before we keep going out and talking, because, you know, we're talking on the phone, because that's how you get a phone. Uh, you know, you don't just get a soul tie from having sex, even though that's one of the key ways. You get a, you can get a soul tie from talking to somebody over the phone. So I'm like, before I get caught up, caught up in the rapture of love. Before I do that, I, no, no, no. So I said, I tell you what, let's not talk to each other for a week. I'm going out of town. You pray, I pray, and we figure it out. Come back long, so short, because I ain't got time for this story. So anyway, she, uh, I come back home and, uh, I hear a voice. That says, that's her. Thou, and, and it was a King James voice too. Thou shall marry her. <laughs> and you know, she believed that too. Because see, some of you all are caught up and the reason you're hearing a strange voice is because you believe the lie called there's a shortage of men. But we're going to go there next week. I'm going to keep it real clean this week. So anyway, long story short, let me fast forward. Even though this strange voice was saying, that's her. Something inside was not comfortable with that. And see, the problem, and I'm going to show this in just a second, with most single people, is that they want God to confirm their experience instead of confirming the word with science following. You want God to take what you dreamed about, take what you thought about, take what you imagined, and then create some scenarios to confirm that. That's not how it works. He confirms his word with signs following. See, you need to be led by his word, not by what you heard. So I was reading the Bible, and, and, and you know, I read the Bible all the time. This is why you need to read it. And this, this verse, I didn't know it was a verse, kept coming up that said, he, uh, what was it? It, it, it said, uh, I didn't send her. There's a scripture that said, uh, I can't remember, it's in Galatians, uh, doggone it. I was running well. You did run well. That, thank you, that. He's been listening to the old CDs. There it is. Right? <laughs> the Holy Spirit said, it kept saying, you did run well. Who did hinder you? It was playing like a tape, like a broken record. You did run well. Who did hinder you? You did run well. Who did hinder you? You did run well. And finally, I was like, let me look this up and see if this is in the Bible. And it was in the Bible. And it was the book of Galatians. And what Paul was saying, he says, you know what? You did run well. Who did hinder you? This is what the next verse says. This persuasion or person comes not from him who calls you. And when I read that, the Lord said, Evan, I didn't call her. See, the problem with y'all is 
Y'all ain't got no word to confirm what God has said. You expect him to confirm your feelings and it don't work like that. So, he says, eyes haven't seen nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Yes, God has some things prepared for you. But God has revealed them things. How has he revealed them things? He's revealed them by his what? Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the Spirit searches the deep things of God. Verse 11, watch this. Here's this word, know. For what man knows the things of a man? The word know there is to be aware, to perceive, and to understand. So what he's saying is, for what knows a man, or what makes a man perceive and be aware of and understand the things or the spirit of a man which is in him? He says, even so, the things of God. God. Know it, no man. In other words, he's saying no man is aware or perceive or understand the things of a man except the spirit of the man. And no man can be aware of these things but the spirit of God that comes from God. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, there's one of those strange voices, but the spirit which is of God. Why? So we might know and be aware of and perceive and understand the things that have been freely given to us. So God's voice is going to come from his spirit and it's going to match his word. So a person's desires can be so strong. Listen to me, because some of y'all are in this situation I'm talking about right now. God's voice is going to come from his spirit. It's going to match his word. And a person's desires can be so strong, listen, that they can be hearing other voices, including their own. But here's what makes it bad. Any other voice other than the voice of truth means that whatever voice I'm hearing is a voice of lies. And once, church, you believe a lie, deception is the next step. Once deception causes you to believe a lie, then you will begin to justify. I'm going to say that again. Once deception causes you to believe a lie, then from that point on, you will begin to justify. What do you mean by that, Pastor Evan? I mean this. Uh, here it is. You know, your girlfriends kind of ran up on somebody you dating. Didn't even know it. Say, girl, where are you going today? Oh, I'm going out with so-and-so. And then, you know, she go to your church and you say, you know, she say to you, girl, why you ain't bring him to church? Well, you know, he, 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 he got a relationship with God, but he don't really believe in going to church. Uh, but you know, you know, we don't have to go to church. See, now you're beginning to justify because you got deceived. Because, see, you are, you know better. I'm talking to somebody right now. You know better than to be dating somebody and they don't believe in going to church. How you going to believe in going to church and you going to date somebody who don't believe in going to church? Let me tell you what's going to happen if you marry that joker or you marry that Jezebel. What's going to happen to you? I got to give names to somebody. What's going to happen to you is they're going to pull you out of church or they're going to frustrate while you in church because you shouldn't have never married them. Yeah. 
And this is where single people go wrong. And here is how they get off spiritually. Watch this now. Here's how single people get off spiritually. You know how you judge people by their actions, but you judge yourself by your intentions? This is how single people get off when it comes to hearing wrong voices, especially when it comes to relationship, because they judge sincerity for purity. No, 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 no. Just because you are sincere doesn't mean your heart is pure. In other words, they think a sincere heart means they have a pure heart when a sincere heart is not always a pure heart. So here's a million dollar question as we close. What causes deception? More specifically, what causes self-deception? Did you know self-deception is real? I'm going to read a verse and then we're going to close. Can I have my money? What my money? What my money? Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. I appreciate that. All right. All right. Listen, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18 says, Let no man, read it with me, church. Deceive who? Deceive who? Deceive himself. If any man among you be wise in this world, let him become a fool. Listen to the New Living Translation. I'm only going to read the first part. Stop deceiving yourself. The word deceived there means to be seduced wholly or completely. It also means to be led astray. He's saying stop seducing yourself completely. Stop leading yourself astray. And did you know your desires can lead you astray? Do you know your desires can be so strong that you lose the ability to discern? Now, see, I made sure, I said, okay, if this is going to be a full house, I got enough hundreds up here to give everybody one. How many would like one? Who had their hand up? There you go. There you go. There you go. You can have it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, who else? There you go. There you go. Why don't we just make it rain? Now see, y'all deceive because those are not real. They're not real. They're not real. They're not real. It says copy. Copy. And when you're deceived, you act like it's real. When you are deceived, it looks like it's real. It sounds like it's real. It feels like it is real. It might even taste like it's real. But just because it looks real, just because it sounds real, just because it feels real, doesn't mean it's real. Mark 16, 19, I'm closing here. Because see, next week is going to be real tight. 
Because see, some of you, your desires are so strong, you are commanding the Lord to give you what you want. So next week, I'm going to talk about the menu. Do you want a buffet or a special order? Because see, some of y'all a la carte right now. He got to look like this. He got to look like that. He got to. And you know what's sad is that what's on our plate, we don't even possess ourselves. I'm just going to close right now. Can I close? How do we apply the word today? Because see, this is not funny to some of y'all. Because you're in the middle of it. So how do we apply this? Here's the first way you got to apply the word today. You need to ask yourself the question, do I have desires that I'm deceived about? Do you have some desires that you are deceived about? In other words, these desires are so strong, they don't line up with what God wants for you. You say, well, Pastor Edmund, God wants me married. He does, maybe. And let's say he does. But the sheep follow the shepherd, not the shepherd follow the sheep. Here's the second way you can apply the word today. Ask yourself, am I willing to release these desires that I've been deceived about once I discover they are not from God? Once I realize that girl, Miss Distraction, was not the one, I didn't mess with that. I let it go. And see, some of you all, or not letting it go. Some of you in this room right now are just like that lady that I read up front. You've already claimed somebody to be your husband. They don't even know you. Here's the sad thing. Your belief is a secret because you know. Here's the bad part. Some of y'all have yes friends that would just agree with you about anything. So, this is going to sound real harsh, but it's not. Years ago, there was a member that used to go here. They don't go here no more. That's why I can say it. They came to me one day and said, Pastor Edmund, God told me I was going to marry this, this guy, uh, and I don't know his name, but I'm going to tell you, he, he was a, one of the men from Boys the Men, the group. She said, God told me I was going to marry this guy right here. He's in the group, Boys the Men. And I looked at her. <laughs> Girl, you ain't going to, no, you need to go to a different group called Man the Boys because he ain't going to marry you. I can look at that lady and be like, she's not the one for this guy. He said, was it about looks? No, it wasn't about looks, but I'm going to tell you something. He ain't married to her today. That was 20 years ago, 19 years ago. 
are you believe I dare you to put your desire on the altar you know what I feel like that needs to happen every head bowed some of y'all need and, and this ain't just about relationships some of y'all got some other stuff that you're wrestling with but they are unapproved desires but Pastor Evan, you said God's word said what things soever I desire when I pray. Yes, but listen, you got to also remember every prayer you pray is in Jesus' name. He's the one that has to co-sign that check. He's got to co-sign the desire. And if it is an unapproved desire, his name is not on the bottom of that check. And you might say in Jesus' name, but he didn't sign it. Some of you, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. If you have some desires and you're not sure that it is a God-given desire, I want you to come and put it on this altar. And all you're going to do is come up here with the, with the desire and thought in your mind and you're going to come touch the altar and you're going to leave it here. Because here's what I'm going to ask when you do that. When we get done, I'm going to ask God to make it crystal clear to you if that's him or not. Amen. Are y'all ready? So you can open your, you can open your, so here's the deal. If you have some desires and you're not clear on if this is a God desire. I need you to just come right here. You know, no certain order, nothing. Just get out your seat and come in and touch it on the altar. And that's your contact to say, I'm leaving it right there. I'm leaving it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Just, you can just touch it and leave. 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 If you're not sure, if you're not sure, if you're not sure, if you're not sure, if you're not sure. If you're not sure, if you're not sure, if you're not sure, if you're not sure. If you're at home and you're watching me and you're not sure. Do they have a high five on, on as an emoji? Do they have an high five? Find a high five emoji and put it on, put it in the chat. Put it in the screen. Put it on the screen. Put it up here. Bring it up here. Bring it up here. Bring it up here. Hallelujah. 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 Now, watch this though. There's some people you scared to bring it up here. You didn't even come. Because you scared. See, God, he ain't giving you the spirit of fear. The fact that you're fearful about it shows it's a skeptical desire. I'm going to wait. Say, Pastor Aaron, what you waiting on? I'm waiting on some skeptical. You, you scared. In fact, every head bow. We're going to do it like this. Every head bow. If you scared to bring your desire up here, that's proof that you need to bring it up here. And if you haven't brought, if you haven't got it, came up and did it yet, 
You need to come and do it. I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes here so we can keep going. Come on. Thank you. 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 I'm going to wait. Thank you. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to pray. And so here's what I need you to get in agreement with me on. That God is going to make it crystal clear to you in no uncertain terms. You're not going to be able to walk away and be like, well, I'm still not sure. No, no, no. And listen, listen. And, and, and the way he's going to make it crystal clear is not going to be these voices you've been hearing. Oh, no, we're not using that. The word is going to be your answer. The word. So now, guess what? You got to get in it. Just like God used that, that verse. You did run well. Who did hinder you? He used that to, to confirm to me that that, that that girl wasn't for me. So we're not going to trust these voices you've been hearing right now. I don't care if somebody... In fact, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus... Thank you that the word has gone forth. Thank you that hearts receive the word. You said 36 and 100 fold can come from the word. And so I thank you for harvest. And Lord, I, 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 I come into agreement with those who came to the altar and put desires down. Some, they put them down because they're not sure. And some put them down because they were fearful. But regardless of why they put these desires down on the altar, I pray that you will use your word to make it crystal clear to them that what they may be desiring, let them know if it's you or it's not. And I thank you for confirming it in a way <laughs> that they will not be able to walk away and say, I don't know. And I thank you for the spirit of truth flooding their hearts in Jesus' name. Can everybody say amen? With every head still bowed very quick.